Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Bea Williams. I'm Wendy Papazian. And I'm Sarah Reynolds. So happy week of Thanksgiving to our amazing, amazing listeners. Uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Yes. Happy Uh, Thanksgiving. It is uh, by far my favorite holiday uh, because it's all about family and not as much pressure around gifts and all the pressure that goes with Christmas. I love Christmas too, but um, I am so, so thankful for this week. And on behalf of all of us at Empire Building, we're thankful for you guys, our listeners. You have uh, supported us now for how long? How long has it been now? (laughs) Over uh, like wait, 18 over months? a year, eighteen months, almost yeah. yes, eighteen yeah. months, yeah, all these episodes, eighty plus episodes, yep, oh, over two hundred and fifty thousand, yeah, over two hundred and fifty thousand <laughs> downloads, quarter <laughs> um, of a million downloads. That's crazy. When did yes. that happen? Did I miss I that don't memo? Know. Okay, very soon. Like, very soon. Like, yes. Yes. Uh, it's it's exciting, and we truly are uh, grateful for you guys. We started this journey not knowing anything about having a podcast, and it has been Nothing. fun. I'm not sure we still do, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think we've, we've learned a few lessons, but we digress. <laughs> yes, we we are grateful for you. That's what we want to make sure that you hear today. Uh, we also had a big week in the ter- in terms of uh, women entrepreneurs this week uh, when we're recording it. Sarah Blakely um, and her amazing company, Sphinx, just broke a glass ceiling uh, for females. And so we are celebrating that today. Blackstone bought the majority of Sphinx, which put Sarah's net worth at over $1.2 billion. By Um, the way, Blackstone, an all-female negotiation team at Blackstone. All-female. Yeah. All-female negotiation team. And I think she already had a net worth of of probably over a billion dollars because she owned the company, but they bought that. Yes. This was her liquidity event. This was the time where she was cashing out. Yeah. 1.2 billion. Yeah. It's incredible. What a remarkable self-made, self-made billionaire um, started the company with $5,000. Uh, which is just uh, incredible. And a crazy dream, you know, just a crazy dream. Crazy dream. It's amazing. Um, Which I'm for one thankful for. I I spank my pants are my favorite. Yes. Yes. I know. know. It's just so powerful. It's powerful to see what she's done and it's powerful to see her uh, as a mom and as a wife, you know, she and her husband got married. She was in her late 30s. I think mm-hmm. her husband was over 40 and they had four kids. And she's been very purposeful and intentional about, about being a mom. Yeah. So today we are dedicating uh, this episode, our Thanksgiving episode, to to females that inspire us, ones that we are thankful for, ones that we look up to um, for guidance, for inspiration, for mentorship. And Sarah Blakely is for sure one of them. I wanted to uh, start us off by sharing actually what her husband wrote. Her husband did a post. She did a post, which was awesome. But then her husband did a post amplifying her. And um, I want to read that to our listeners. So this is what Sarah's husband uh, said about her. So he said, Jesse, well, one point- Jesse, um, I, Jesse, I, I, yes. Itzler. 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 Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you, Bia. Who's, a, who's actually a billionaire entrepreneur. Also. Yes, I knew they he are. was an entrepreneur. I didn't know he was a billionaire with a B. Yeah, interesting. I think so, yeah, cool. I think Net NetJets or whatever it was, SmartJets yeah. or. I yeah. think um, uh, they are. I think the definition of a power couple for sure. 
in their own right. Yes. Um, and power couples amplify one another, right? And, and well, and speaking of which, because I know we're going to like read the post that he did on Instagram. If you guys are not following Sarah Blakely and Jesse Itzler, here's the thing I love about Sarah before we go into this. She never paints a picture of looking perfect. Like yeah. she celebrates the mess and she celebrates that she is a hot mess. She is funny. She's irreverent. She's self-deprecating. That's what I love about her. This is like the mm-hmm. opposite of like the Martha Stewart era. For those yes. of you, you know, my age range that like grew up with this perfect and even a lot of our Instagram perfection, I feel like mm-hmm. that we are kind of faced with, with the influencers and the photo shoots. And she's the antithesis of that. And so I just celebrate that so much. Yes, absolutely. So true. So true. Okay, so this is what he he wrote. He said, while 1.2 billion is the headline, the most impressive accolades are what's behind the scenes. Number one, she did it while being an incredibly present mom, wife, daughter, granddaughter, and friend. Even while this deal was closing, she never missed a carpool line. She has had fun taking care of people and made the planet a better place along the way. While thousands of companies took money from the government during COVID, Sarah refused to take one cent of PPE money. Rather, she donated $5 million to support 1,000 female-owned businesses in need. Ah, I've got chills with that. Um, she, She donated $25 million to charity before the age of 34 and has pledged to give the majority of her wealth away to charity. From the start, she's had the most generous maternity leave program long before companies were doing that for women. She started with a dream and turned it into an empire. She did it with class and integrity. She gave back all along the way, never cutting corners, always focused on her mission, improving the lives of women globally. He ends it with, this sale is the icing on the cake. But to me, the above is what true entrepreneurship should look like. Never allow success to get in the way of what is most important. Simply put, Sarah is one remarkable woman. Mm, Chills. I'm crying. I'm crying. Yeah, I'm crying. Yeah, she is the true definition of an empire builder. She is. She built an incredible company, uh, started with nothing, focused on on others while, while being very business savvy along the way. Uh, built a wonderful family life, has a has a messy marriage, a messy family, mm-hmm. and probably has had lots and lots of messes in her business. And from what I understand about her company, she's also an incredible boss. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys saw, but she actually, to celebrate, she gave everybody that worked for her two first-class tickets to anywhere in the world. Oh. Yeah, wow. all of her employees and $10,000. To go with that's it. That's amazing. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. Isn't that incredible. Yeah. Oh, that's so amazing. Every amazing. single person that works for her also benefited from the I sale in an incredible way. And they were just showcasing uh, everybody's, you know, she's just making everybody's travel dreams come true in one fell swoop. So I love, that. I, I love it. I think, you know, on our podcast, we talk about building a big business, but an even bigger life, right? And I think that that is what she's been a perfect example of is making sure that she hasn't let the other circles of her life go as she has built this 
massive empire. And I think, I mean, what a true, true inspiration. And we celebrate her today. I'm grateful for her. I, I learn a lot from her, um, even watching her on Shark Tank um, as, a bus- as a businesswoman. But then now seeing the perspective as a mom, as a wife, man, a, tr- a true, true inspiration. So we are grateful for Sarah Blakely this morning, today. Yes, yes. Thank you, Sarah. Yes. Yeah, thank you, Sarah. Are, are we like sharing what, because I would love to share something about Sarah that has struck me because I follow her, you know, a lot on Instagram and I think we all read art. I think we are all just big Sarah fans. And yes. um, mm-hmm. a lot of good Sarahs in our life, Wendy. Have you noticed? <laughs> so many Sarahs. I know. Some so spell correctly, Sarahs. some spell not correctly. Well, yeah. That's, that's the only negative of Sarah Blakely. Yeah. <laughs> what what I have, you know, paid attention to, and it's probably because because of my age, is that the the timeline of things is that you know, women have often, they don't have, their, it's not black and white, but often they're faced with an option on timing. They can have kids early and then dive into a career or they can kind of build the career first and then have kids. And that's what she did. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I just love how she she just put in the time early on. She saw the vision. She was unwavering and put in the time. And now we're seeing the fruits of her labor. And she she cashed out, you know, she did her liquidity event at a time when her kids are really young and formidable. And uh, what a great, just what a great mom decision. You know, what what a great decision for her family to say, I don't need to grind like I've been grinding. I can I can now pass the reins and use this great capital to make this company even bigger and better and to give more jobs and careers to people and lend my expertise, you know, but not not be in the day-to-day anymore, you know, be a mom and be a wife. And I just celebrate that. I, is, I, I've is, been moved is that, that. Is that her plan? I didn't get the sense of that. She's, she's going to be the that. chairperson of, of it. It's so mm-hmm. kind of like when Bill Gates, I, I'm assuming, I mean, I don't know, but when he left Microsoft the day-to-day and became the chairman, mm-hmm. he, you're, you know, my understanding is they're still involved in the vision and they're on the board mm-hmm. of directors, but they're not running the day-to-day of the company. Right, I, I, right, you right, know? right. She's not I, I read different guess anyway. No, no, no. I oh, okay. Maybe I, yeah. 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 She actually okay. posted that she is is not going anywhere. Like, like meaning yeah. she wants to still be well, she's still highly a shareholder. involved. She is. She is, but she's changing her role as chairwoman. Okay. Okay. I don't so know. I think maybe she will be Sarah, if you're listening it, we'll to our see. podcast. Yeah, Sarah, let us know. We want to know what this looks like, you know, because my (laughs) interpretation is that she's still going to be involved in the vision and the shaping of the company and she's not going anywhere, but... I, I got the feeling that that she's letting go of some of the reins. I, I could be I have, wrong. Well, and I have a feeling that she's going to uh, run towards her mission of helping women. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. And, and there's probably yep. going to be a lot of exciting things around that. And one of my takeaways from Sarah is, is that sometimes uh, just being an inspiration is enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about, I think just being who you are, yeah. right, is can be enough. And mm. um, it's great that she's she started all these programs to help women. But even if she hadn't, like just being who you are and and fulfilling your mission and 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 building a big business, like that's enough, you know, yeah. because I think of all the people that she's inspired, it's just, it's so powerful for, for people to have role models. I mean, that's yep. just really the thing. Yeah. It's like, we can all look at her and um, think, wow, yeah, okay, I get, I get, I can be a billionaire too. 
all of a sudden. That's all so of a sudden, cool. that's at play for women. And, and here's Incredible. the thing. Here's the thing about it. Like, you know, at the end of the day, for, for those of you, I can't imagine anyone here doesn't know what Spanx is, but it's it's undergarments that, you know, keep y'all held together. <laughs> Shape, shapewear. Shapewear, there you go. And she she started off, you know, she came on the idea uh, in her younger years when she cut the bottom of pantyhose off. So she she put the control top pantyhose and cut the bottom off and said, hey, this is a product where you don't need to wear pantyhose. I did but, that, by the way, also. Oh, you did? So you know, yeah. Okay, I just well, you didn't share a billion with the rest of the world. Around it. I know. Well, that, that lesson is it's all about execution. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> but you know, I look. I if you, if you look at it, you know, it, we we get a little you know awe inspired and intimidated. All businesses is solving a problem. That's all mm-hmm. it is. True. She just solved a problem, and and the most simple problems are the best businesses. Totally. You know? I mean, 100%. so that's all that was. Yeah. 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 Well, well it's and like now they, her... what do they say? You'd rather be aspirin than vitamins. Right? No, I've never, never, never heard, I've never that. heard that either. Yeah, that's so oh, good. Yeah. Because you're because you're solving a problem. Solving a problem. You're you're you're, you're correcting some pain. Yeah, you'd always rather be aspirin than. Vitamins. Oh, I love that. I've never. That, I love it too. Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. She also, I mean, and has turned it into. I mean, I don't know if you guys have tried on the clothes, but I'm like, I I buy all the. I'm a oh, being delivered yeah. today, Sarah. Okay. I, I, I ordered some on the day of the thing, so they're going to yeah. get delivered today. No, I love the I love all of her pants, and it just yeah. Anyways, we're big fans. I ordered obviously. them because you and Kimber were telling me about it last time we were together at, at our her best life event. Yes. You guys were like, you don't have Spanx jeans, so I ordered yeah. Spanx jeans. <laughs> well, and the reality is, is that so many businesses were started by men and continue to be run by men, and they don't address. The concerns of women yeah. and shapewear is one of them. I think if anything positive, one of the positive things to come out of COVID is probably women just deciding like, I'm not going to wear these uncomfortable bras anymore. You know, there's a whole <laughs> line of comfortable bras that are coming mm-hmm. out. And that's because for a long time, they were never designed yep. by women. Yeah. And I think yep. about the medical industry, you know, you know, so many medical studies are done with the majority being men and men and women have different bodies. And so it's just like, it's really important for women to get into business because there's a huge market. Yeah, You know, it's funny you should say that, Wendy. I, our friend Sarita, um, her husband has worked at Nike for like 55 years. No, I'm kidding. Like 20 years or something. And so I got to go to the employee store with her. And so I'm in there (laughs) and I never... I don't even know. Like, he's not even 55. I'm kidding. But yeah, he might be just that. But he's probably anyway. So I'm in the Nike employee store and I've never, I'd never used Nike sports bras before. And so, and I went a little cray cray because it was 50% off and I needed some. So it was, they were the best sports bras I've ever worn. I'm like, what? Like there's other brands. How did I not know about this? And, and I, I mentioned it to Sarita and to Bupesh, her husband, and he goes, oh, they're designed by women. The, the sports bras that you bought are designed by women. Best sports bras I had ever tried on. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I was like, wait, bras are not designed by women? Like, I had this whole, like, rabbit hole, like, what? How how can a man design this? Like, and I realized not all bras are designed by women at all. It's crazy to me. 
Crazy. So if you have a, a solution to women's problems, we want to use Sarah and uh, us as inspiration to get out there and uh, go yeah. for it. Execute. $5,000. Yes. Don't be that. Wendy. Yeah. Execute. No, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be. Be Sarah Blakely. Don't be Wendy. No. no. Uh, well, well, let's talk. Let's talk about some other women that inspire, that inspire us and that we are grateful for uh, this week of Thanksgiving. And who wants to start us off? What other women inspire us? Well, I can start. A couple months ago, I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma, because we're, we started an investment company there, and we're buying up some homes there. And I have been watching this show for years called The Pioneer Woman by Reed Drummond. We have our cookbooks. We literally, the fried chicken, Pioneer Woman's fried chicken, hands down the best fried chicken ever. Look mm. up the recipe online. It's amazing. So the whole family kind of knows Pioneer Women because I like it. I, for me, watching a cooking show is relaxing because mm. it's an instant gratification thing. I can watch like from raw ingredient to final product in, you know, 30 minutes. It's just very gratifying for me, right? So it's kind of like my wind down time. So uh, about an hour outside of Tulsa is the Pioneer Women's Farm, the Drummond Ranch, which they're the like top 10 largest landowners in the United States or something like that. Wow. And yeah, massive landowners. And their ranch goes all over into Kansas. And then they have other land. They're just this huge ranch. And so they have certain days that they open up the ranch to visit. So I got to go to Pawhuska, Oklahoma. And I went to her mercantile, had a great, great lunch there. And she features it in her show a lot and got to go to the store. And then we got to go to Did the ranch. Did you have the chicken? Uh, no, because no. I didn't have the chicken, actually. Oh, okay. Only because we make it all the time. I wanted to try you know, something else. Got it. But we went to the ranch where she films a show and everything. What and if so, you tried it and you were like, oh, so much better than what we make. So it's good well, thing you Well, that's why it. I didn't want to try it. Yeah, no, that's smart. Yeah, yeah. sorry. I didn't want to ruin the moment for myself. Processing yeah. chicken here. Yeah. A little delayed, <laughs> delayed reaction there. We're hungry. <laughs> I know. Well, anyway, and and I, I think what's cool about Ree, because I really do, you know, admire her. I follow her and her family, is that she, she has four kids and, I mean, it's all about them. She uh, and, you know, and her family and her husband, and she's managed to create this empire around them and with them, not over them. You know, so she's, so they're part of it. And from day one of her show, the kids are incorporated. Like if you watch the show, you've watched her kids grow up. Her daughter just got married. She just had the wedding special, right? So I think what's cool is these women, you know, Sarah Blakely, I would say is included in this. These women who create these empires alongside their family. And I'd like to think that the kids, some of them are going to come into the family business and there's this business legacy that these women have created. And and I really admire that, you know, where they, you know, it's just really a cool way to do it where you're not forsaking that. You're actually celebrating that unit, you know, that family unit and and you're building an empire with it. I just, that's why I admire her. No, I love it. I had never actually heard of her until you sent us a text saying you were there. And then I did a bunch of reading on her and I was like, oh, wow, she's she's amazing. Yeah. So yeah, I love that you amazing. shared that with us. That's awesome. Yeah. Wendy, who yeah. inspires you? Well, so I actually got to meet Kendra Scott about so cool. six weeks ago and um, take my picture with her. And now I wear all my stacked bracelets just like Kendra Scott. So um, <laughs> that was my... One of my big takeaways, but my other takeaway from meeting her 
and um, listening to her speak. I mean, my my bracelets look really good these days. Yeah, your wrists were looking beautiful. Okay, I'm not going to lie. I am a huge Kendra Scott stacked bracelet fan, and I've been doing that for years, and I love it. (laughs) Well, good for you. I'm a slow learner. I'm an executor, Wendy. (laughs) Yeah, there's a theme here. You guys, if you, just really quick, Wendy is a massive executor, which is why this is so ironic. I just want everyone to know, like, this is pure fun. Okay. Well, I'm just running around with cut off pantyhose and stacked bracelets. I know you are. Right here. Yeah, I know. Uh, so I got to meet Kendra, and she actually spoke at a Keller Williams event. And uh, some of my takeaways from her are very similar to the things that I love about Sarah Blakely, which is she built her business from nothing. She was a single mom uh, when she started. And the reason she started her business is she knew she had to take care of her kids. She she built her business on giving back. So uh, if you guys don't know Kendra, she anytime you ask any one of her stores for a donation for anything charity-wise, it's she just says yes. It's always yes. And wow. the packages come... And they're beautifully packaged. It's very distinctive. And so really, since we've been in Texas the last 20 years, every charity event I've ever been to has had Kendra Scott Jewelry at it. And that's mm. how she's built her business is so by cool. is through philanthropy. Um, she's also an incredible boss, uh, incredible maternity leave. Her employees love her. She's got incredible retention. And um, and she's just unabashedly herself. You know, she is self-deprecating. She's funny. Um, she points out her flaws in the conversation. And I think that's a lesson too for all of us is to really is to really be yourself. You know, everybody else is taken. And and if you're weird or quirky or whatever, like lean into your weirdness. Because that is your power. Okay. The, uh, next that I wanted to uh, shine the light on. Uh, Can you guys hear me still? It looks like Oprah is also uh, on our list. I mean, she's she's obviously uh, number one female billionaire, right? I think she is the richest woman I in think the world, she right? is. And, and I, yeah. I feel like, you know, on one hand, that... Is that too basic? Is that too obvious to put Oprah mm-hmm. on the list? But we can't not put her on the list, in of my course. opinion. Yeah. You know, we're well, all standing on her shoulders to a certain extent. Well, and especially, uh, you know, as a, a somewhat older woman, she built her business in a day when it was just harder. It just was harder. You know, we're all standing on the shoulder, shoulders, shoulders of giants. And her background was extremely disadvantaged. She came from a lot of hardship. So, yeah, I bomb. agree. And, you know, she, I think that she, she never sold out. Like she, you know... She ended her show when she wanted to end her show. She had guests that meant enough to her. She never, she never, you know, went into that splashy, provocative talk talk show route that a lot of people went in. She said, no, this is going to be real. This is going to mm-hmm. be stuff that matters to me. And and she trusted her own voice, right? And she, you know, she I know she's um empowered and and employed and and made a lot of millionaires herself in yeah. her world. Yeah. Well, also an incredible employer, from what I understand. Her people love her and incredibly generous. I mean, she's also given away probably millions and millions of dollars. And think about her iconic shows where she's giving away, you know, you've got a whatever, you've got a whatever, (laughs) you've got a whatever. 
So yeah, so there's definitely a theme here. I love it. For for me, a a big one is Brene Brown. I'm sort of late to the Brene Brown um, train, I guess you should say. Um, So am I a little bit. I started reading Dare to Lead maybe about five months ago, and it has had one of the biggest impacts on me um, as a book. And then I started researching her and learning more about Brene. She first sort of became known more in a male-oriented industry. So uh, talking to our military, um, a lot of engineers, she would she would be the keynote speaker to um, large companies where about 80% of the audience were men. And a big thing that she talks about that is such an inspiration to me is just being vulnerable and taking our armor off and being who who we are, right? Being the tr- our true self, but being vulnerable, vulnerability through leadership. And I think that is such a powerful uh, topic. I I know in my own leadership, it has been powerful when I've just been real with my people and let them know what I'm struggling with, what I'm going through, that they typically will surround me more and it allows for uh, more things to happen. And she has really been the leader um, in that um, and just an amazing author. Yeah. Well, I think she's tapping into a kind of changing of our consciousness around leadership. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at leadership, uh, in the old days, you know, even as recently as 10 to 15 years ago, it's very, when you think of an org chart, right, where you've got the CEO at the top and you've got the vice presidents and then you've got middle managers and then you have everything else underneath, that's the old hierarchy of business. And what she's tapped into is this idea of um, as the internet has grown, right, and as our as young people understand that the world is really interconnected, it's not this hierarchy of I'm going to tell my boss and my boss is going to tell their boss and their boss is going to tell their boss. And that's how the idea filters to the top. It's really this idea that business is now a network, mm-hmm. right? Just like uh, just like some of these networks and platforms that we've seen. And she's really tapping into that. And women are so much better at that kind of collaborative leadership where they they can suppress their egos. They're looking for input from this person, from this department. And I'm actually reading a really interesting book about this. Uh, As millennials are in their jobs, this idea of the hierarchy is gone. They're on their own Slack channels, solving problems. They're fixing things. And so this whole idea of top-down leadership is literally disappearing before our eyes. And she's really, she was really on the forefront of that. Yeah, she she is. What book are you reading on that, Wendy? <clears throat> I knew you were going to ask me that. I, I actually got it. So when Jay was speaking in New York at Trinet, he was one of the speakers. Mm. And it's super interesting. Yeah. Mm. Well, the, uh, the only reason I ask is I haven't heard that before and I'm fascinated by it. Because I, 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 it resonates yeah. with me because that's that's actually kind of mm-hmm. what's happening in our company is we enter a new phase it, trying to understand org charts. I'm, I'm, I would love to read that. So yeah. the other... Well, that's, and that's, that's what my kids are doing. It's It's just so collaborative. It's just mm-hmm. very, it's very different. I love it. The other um, big thing that I have learned from Brene, she has helped me more than any author and or um, uh, leader 
in this one thing. So a big part of a leader's job is to provide clarity. And I would say that I'm not super naturally good at providing clarity. Like I have it in my head. And her scripting on providing clarity to your people is one of the most powerful I've ever I've ever learned. And she talks about painting done for your people. So like many of us have a image or a picture of how we define when something is done, but we don't actually um, talk, tell our people that it's in our head. And for me, I always had what I painted as done in my head. And then I would have my people almost expect that of my people that they would know that, right? Which isn't fair. And so she has awesome scripting on how you paint done for your people and give your people clarity. And ever since I implemented that, like I can tell a difference in my people that they feel more empowered to act. And that was really because of Brene. So she has helped me I love that. a lot this year, a lot. Is that in Dare to Lead? It is. Sarah? It's in Dare to Lead. Okay. Yep. I, I got I the book. Oh. What's it called? I can't read it. The Future, the of, Future Leadership? of Leadership. Elevate Your Influence, Navigate Disruption, Bring Out Their Best by Joshua Medcalf and Seth Madison. I love it. Well, I would love for us to take um, each take sort of a turn in uh, shining a light on maybe a name of a woman that you that our listeners don't know. All of these are are well known women that have influenced us. But then we have a lot of women that surround us that inspire us that we're thankful for, maybe on a personal level and or um, and or maybe a lot of people don't know who they are. So, Via, why don't you start us off? Let's name a female. I mean, who, light on. who immediately? Yeah, who immediately pops to mind because I've had the chance to, you know, um, spend some one-on-one time with her and pray with her and kind of, you know, I've been to her house as Mo Anderson. And Mo Anderson, a lot of people outside of our company wouldn't necessarily know, but she was the first CEO of Keller Williams after Gary uh, launched and founded it, Gary Keller, our founder. And, um, you know, went on in, in an era where, I mean, it was a little more unusual to be a female CEO. And she... She, to me, epitomizes, I think sometimes people of faith get painted and is this lamb, touchy-feely, you know, kind of soft way. Mm. And she was, she reminds me of Margaret Thatcher. You know, she is very strong and very convicted. And, you know, you wouldn't mess around with her and morally, you know, stood to her principles. And I mean, she wore them on her sleeve. Like, you know what Mo Anderson's values are, you know what her principles are. And, you know, um, and she led the company that way. And she shaped the future of of a company. I watched, you know, I saw it. I'm feeling the effects of that, right? And I don't know that a lot of people outside of our industry or even our company would would call Mo Anderson a household name. She's a household name in, at Keller Williams and the brokerage that we're affiliated with. But, you know, uh, she blows me away. She blows me away with her strength and her conviction, her eloquence, her communication, her uh, care and candor uh, simultaneously. She she talks about the sandwich, you know, famously where, you know, she, you know she'll give you a compliment slap you with the hard stuff and then end it with a compliment again, right? So like the hard stuff's in the in the middle of the sandwich. So um, the Mo sandwich. So yeah, I, that's who popped into my head. I love that. I love Mo. Well, the person that I thought of actually was Linda McKissick. She's also uh, an icon in our company. And the reason yeah. I ad- admire her is, is she's really, uh, she's really run towards the things in her, her life and her business that bring her a lot of joy. Mm. And um, she had a real estate team. She, she, I think a family member 
took it over, but we got a chance to stay with them at their beautiful house. The profit share build is what she calls it. And I'm an early bird and I woke up at, I don't know, early. And she was already awake and taking a class online at like 5.15 in the morning. And I just thought, here is a woman who has is rich beyond measure, who wakes up every day and does what she loves. And she's never stopped learning, never stopped growing, never rested on her laurels. And I don't know, just that moment was really inspiring to me because, you know, we're, we're all rich beyond measure, really, in a global sense. Yeah. And But to stop learning and growing is... is and you know, to stop doing hard things, that's that's dying, basically. So I love it. I'm gonna sort of uh break the rules here, but um I wanted to really amplify my co-host Via. I, oh, uh, I what? Okay, I got to spend I, Well, I knew it wouldn't be me because I, it's been <laughs> be mean to Wendy. No, no, I I got to, I had the opportunity to spend a special time with Via and one of her kids, Aiden. She's a mom of three and I'm, I'm going to cry, I'm sure, when I'm talking about this. But um, I got to spend time with her and Aiden. Well, I'm crying too, but and, for a different reason. Oh, I'm sorry, Wendy. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's when we get to spend time with, you know, my kids are younger. So I have an eight-year-old, six-year-old, and a two-year-old, and I'm in it with the young young kids, right? And being able to um, be around Via and her about-to-go-to-college son, who she ra- raised, right? And w- hear what he had to say about her. They spoke at an event, and I got to hear through the grapevine from my people at the event about what Aiden said about his mom. And um, the work ethic that she's taught him, just how he views her hard work and what she has poured into him as a um, recovering workaholic, semi still struggling with it, um, to be able to watch your kids become more adults. And then what they say about, about her and her influence on them was just really powerful and, you know, a lot of times being a working mom and building a, what she's built, being an entrepreneur and all the things that she's built, but then also seeing your kids speak so highly of you um, doesn't always get to happen. Um, and it's been amazing. It inspired me to keep going with my kids. Like when I'm in the heart of this young raising children, uh, being able to see that um, from the perspective of Aiden. And so I wanted to shine the light on Via. You're an amazing mom, amazing businesswoman. You are an amazing mom. An amazing friend. So yes, you're incredible. Okay, guys. I can't talk. Just thank you because I'm crying. <laughs> no, it was, it was beautiful, beautiful to see. But honestly, thank you to our listeners. Happy Thanksgiving. Um, so many women inspire us. We could go on and on for hours on this topic. Um, but we are so grateful for our yes, yeah. everyone. Yes. So have a happy Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving. When you're setting out for the end of the year, be thinking about how to have a big business, but an even bigger life. Don't let your life go. But let's follow these women's uh, women footsteps and make sure that we're leading a big life in addition to our big businesses. So happy Thanksgiving and uh, happy, happy Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Empire Building. If you like what you heard, join our tribe by subscribing on your favorite podcast platform and help us spread the word by leaving a five-star rating and review. 
Until next time, wishing you a life worth living. And remember, you are an empire builder. 